find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. What's up, everyone? This is the ghost of Ben Baller. And you are listening to an actual brand new episode of Behind the Baller, still in high definition stereo sound. It is now March 13th. Yes, just to let you guys know, I know what I said, we'll get into that in a second. But this is episode 349, live from Oceanside. Yes, North County, San Diego. I am your host, Ben Humble, aka the Korean John Cusack. This show is a Dust Brothers production with original music from Lakey. He wants to be referred by Lakey, not Lakey Lake, not Lake. I, I could call him Lakey Lake, but not Lakey inspired anymore, just Lakey. And with the theme song by Illegal Cartel. Now, I know I told Jordan and Miles to make a statement on my behalf, but I thought about it like, what else am I going to do? Right? I got a duty to fulfill, you know, I know you guys need that time slot, whether it be, I don't know what today's going to be, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, I doubt it's going to be an hour, but I rarely fail to make a delivery, right? Let me be clear. I make good on my promises. Thing is, the deeper, bigger promises that I've made in life, my life is not over yet, Right? And I say yet because, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just uh, inevitable, right? It's, we're not going to get into mortality and stuff. But guys, Ben Humble is here to chill for a little while. Um, and while I'm not at liberty to speak on the situation going on in my life currently, I hope I don't have to. And with that, I ask you guys to respect my privacy as not even seven people living on this earth actually know what's going on but guys let's get this fucking show started guys if you are a sports better whether it's every day or when the mood strikes you need to be a member of captain picks this is the time of the year to make real deal bank March Madness is in full effect. Yes, bracket season, guys, okay? But not just that. College ball, NBA, UFC, MLB, soccer, tennis, golf, football. You need to come pick with us. We even have live betting notifications to help you win big while watching the game. Our numbers are backed up by data and wins across all sports. So take promo code WINNER all caps winner and go to captainpicks.com to get 30% off any package you can get a one day three day seven day you can get a 365 day pass i always recommend the annual because it's always better to have and not need than to need it and not have it guys we are on fire so go to captainpicks.com to get 30% off any package with promo code winner all right guys don't forget 
CaptainPicks.com. You got to be in it to win it. Happy Monday, guys. I um, really do hope. Uh, what a weird time, weird month, weird everything. I had a motherfucking week. I'm going to say that, you know. And with the week, I think about five months ago, six months ago, two years ago. Thought about 2018. Thought about 2012, 13, 14, 15, 2010. I don't know. A lot on my mind. A lot of driving around. And it's just wild. You know, before the pandemic, shit was really on the up and up. During the pandemic, it was an interesting time. And right now is just, I don't know what to call it, right? But what a fucking week it was. Seven days of pure emotion and a lot of reflection. Remember this? Uh, said this several times on the show and I said this um, early in the show. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Jonas Bavakwa my best friend in life, rest in peace. His girlfriend told me that line in 2009, spring 2009, during the worst recession we've ever witnessed, the worst recession your parents ever witnessed, when I was going through a rough patch. And let me tell you guys, that period of just a couple months was fucking string cheese compared to what's going on right now with me. Right. So as good as that saying was then, it doesn't mean jack shit to me now as a man. A lot has happened in my life. A lot of growth has happened. And I am a totally different person from 2009. There are some memories from then. There are some, you know, besides my body, whatever. I'm just, I'm just a different person, right? And I've had to dig deeper than ever in these uh, past four or five weeks, right? And the crazy part is the finale ain't even in my vision. Like, I've been cleaning the windshield and my fucking glasses, and it's just, I don't know, man. Only time will tell. So what's done is done and can't be undone. And that goes way deeper than anyone is thinking for something, you know, to try to find out what I might be talking about. That's a real general, uh, generic, just saying. Think about it. You know, there's been a lot of regret and thinking about the past and thinking about things that have happened. And I'm talking about all types of shit. It's got nothing to do with one specific thing. Just really think about like, you know, always thinking about you got to move forward. I think that's another reason why I'm good at golf because I don't dwell on that bad shot. As I've said before, you know, you just keep it pushing. You know, um, some people say the most successful people in professional sports, in life, they don't dwell in the moment when you should be living in the moment because you're already just preparing for the next challenge, the next championship. Um, Before we get started, guys, I wasn't a very big you know, follower of the page, but I've known it. Um, I got to say rest in peace to David from Jackfruit. Um, Jackfruit's J-A-K-F 
R-O-O-T, is a very big AAPI page. And during the pandemic, he had grown a lot of attention. He was actually a popular page before that. He followed the podcast, listened to the podcast. He, uh, again, ran a very big Asian news page on Instagram and I think I'm sure other places. Jack Foot will report on Asian crimes, uh, spotlight Asians who are doing big things. Everything Asian related, this dude was, was covering it somehow, some way. And um, I don't know how he died. Um, I'm assuming, by the way, they talk about it. I think he took his own life. And um, I, uh, man, I, you know, my condolences to his family and, and whoever else is uh, close to him. But I thought it was uh, proper I mentioned something about it because I had read and came past it across uh, my uh, Explore page. Now, before we begin even deeper, I want everyone to know, if it wasn't evident, I am very grateful for my life, grateful for the life that I have, and even though I have made this life and created this life for myself, um, as independent as I am, there have been people that have been involved and helped me, but even though the path ahead seems bumpy, I've realized that I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And it's not the, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not that at all. I have the components internally to withstand, you know, whatever I got to deal with. It's just seeing the river, it's a poker reference, and not catching the cards that I needed. Now I can bluff my way through this shit and still win or could take the L, right? But I've lived enough life to overcome things and although I may not like it, I got no choice but to proceed. And that's basically what I got to do. You know, I want everyone to know on this show, new listeners, um, old listeners, OGBTB, everyone. The only agenda that I have in life is to raise three great children into three great adults. That's truly my life goal, right? Been spending a lot more time with my kids, been taking them to different places and um, just doing cool things with them, random things. Just taking Kaya to Din Tai Fung and um, Nicolette, uh, my wife had a... a, a a mother son dance. We I had the daddy daughter dance, right? She had the mother son dance, and so obviously <laughs> it's fucked up, right? It was it's weird. Like sometimes you know Mother's Day is so much bigger than Father's Day, right? But the daddy daughter dance was a much bigger deal than the mother son dance. So while we were headed to Din Tai Fung, my daughter asked me, uh, "Where can we get a hot dog?" And then she asked me, "What, daddy? What's hot dog on a stick?" And I was like, "Oh my god." Like, one, I haven't been there in forever. Then I try to break down her, you know, it came from Muscle Beach, which is at Venice Beach. And, you know, it was just a, it's a hot dog. But think about it with, you know, this layering and, um, you know, it's this corn breading. As explained to her, I said, you know what, Kai, I think you're going to love it. So it is my honor to be the first person to take you to get a corn dog, a hot dog on a stick. They had this crazy special, I don't know, it was like a platter. You get four choices. You can get turkey dog, beef dog, pepper jack, or just regular cheese. I've actually never had the cheese stick. 
hot cheese on a stick. It wasn't that lit, I'll be honest with you. But the beef dog was good. She liked it, ketchup, fries, all this other stuff. I think the platter was like 26 bucks. And um, their lemonade is, is goat, top tier. She loves lemonade, actually. I got the cherry lemonade. She got the regular lemonade. It was good. It was a nice little chill moment in a fucking food court in a random mall. And I got to spend more time with Kaya one-on-one. It's not often I do. And it was just a dope moment. You know, I think about my daughter and how much character she has and how smart she already is and all the things that she's asking. And I just think about just shit, man. Like just during the pandemic, it was just like such, she was such a different person and she's grown so much and she's my youngest, right? I just thought about what expectations, right? Again, don't step your foot into tomorrow. Don't step your foot into yesterday. You're pissing on today. And I do focus on that, but you do think about what you want for your child, you know? And what, what I want ideally for my daughter is to be as independent as she can be. And as much as I've saved and put, you know, a trust aside for her and all that, I think about later, you know, what she might find in her first boyfriend, what she might find in having her first heartbreak and things like that and being around and obviously, you know, Nick being around for her, whatever. But really ideally is obviously you just want your daughter to be happy. I want her to be, you know, not so much content. And this is just, I'm just freestyling this kind of right off the top of my dome, but like I want her to see the world, you know, I want her to keep an open mind but I really didn't want her to be, I really wanted to be independent. I don't want her to depend on anybody but me, you know, and her mom, obviously, for a certain point. But like, I'm just hoping that she finds a man who can protect her and take care of her in ways outside money can. And what I mean is, I don't want the money to be a factor, but I want the man to be able to hold it down, right? Like he can if he wants to, but I really hope by then, any hint of fame or popularity or any kind of anything, you know, I want to be folklore. I want to be, my daughter speaks about it. I don't want it to be anywhere else. Again, I mean, I'd be retired by then. I mean, God willing, I pray I am. And if, you know, the nest egg that she may have chilling, I want that there so that she doesn't have to worry about dealing with any bullshit. She can be loved for her and she can do what she wants. I don't want her to be a brat. I want her to have high standards though. And it's just something I thought about, you know, on top of that, hanging out with the boys this weekend and um, took on the Dave and Busters. But this was a different Dave and Busters trip. Went to a Dave and Busters we've never been to before. Um, you know, ate, whatever, it was good, chilling. But the conversation we had to Dave and Buster's, it was a nice long drive and we had a great talk. And London has come a very long way, guys. Ryder was fully blown talking at like two, three, four. He is making up stories. He's just so smart. He's so sharp. Kai, almost the same way. London is, you know, one that had a lot of struggles, obviously for health reasons, um, medical issues, things like that. And, you know, he's opened up so much in the last year, and I love it. I don't think he's the most popular kid in his class, and I don't care. Because you know what? 
as kids see him on the free dress days at his school, he's not wearing a uniform. They see like, yo, he's okay. He's kind of swagged out, a little quirky, but he's cool. You know, I got him in golf and everything else. And I think that, you know, when people see his parents pull up, they're like, oh shit, that's his mom. Oh shit, that's his dad. His parents are kind of lit, you know? And, and Ryder is a different story. Ryder's super popular. Kai is trying to figure it out right now. We had a really good conversation, man. And London is just like, really just, you know, I can't wait for them to, you know, kind of just excited to just, you know, chilling in San Diego is like a whole different vibe. And it's much more quiet. You know, it's a different type of thing. I feel like I can move around San Diego a little better. And um, if I could, I would have zero regrets raising them here and having um, them go to school down here. But that's just not realistic. You know what I'm saying? So this has just got to be a secondary spot. But LA is just too much for me at a certain point. You know what I mean? I think it's a bit much for everyone in my family. So it's just nice, like a nice little break, you know, even though, you know, um, it's weird. I dreaded the drives down to Oceanside, Carlsbad, but it's not that bad. I was able to get back to LA the other night in an hour and six minutes and then get back down uh, to Oceanside in like an hour and 25. Like it wasn't, wasn't bad, just different times. You know what I'm saying? Not even super late at night, like 8.30. And then certain times, it's just like, and I don't mind it. It's weird. I don't know if something's, you know, going on with me. But, and I mean, something is, but I mean, like, something where just, like, fuck it, you know, it, it's worth it. And um, I'm just excited that London has come out of his skin. And with him, he's the one I worry about the most, you know. And um, life is definitely filled with ups and downs. Like I said, you know, I was, you know, I've been up for most of the last 13 years. There have been some bad shit going on. And then there's been, you know, obviously a lot of great. I can't even compare that. I can't even outweigh it. It's like, it's like 90% good and 10% bad. And 10% is only high because, you know, we're talking about my pops, Q, and Jonas passing away, you know. But I can weather through this little storm here and uh, figure out what the reason of why, you know, this... Uh, situation is going on right now. So it's just kind of weird, you know, and, and, you know, I've been doing a lot of driving, going to get into that in a second, you know, but, you know, Jonas said something to me before me and Nicola got married. It was kind of funny. He's like, you know what, bro? And he just always thought that me and him were going to be bachelors forever. And then he got engaged and I got engaged and I got married and he done, uh, get the follow through. But he was like, yo man, sometimes you gotta just shut the fuck up, Ben, and let somebody love your mean ass. Okay? Okay? Just let it fucking happen. And it's funny because he wasn't really a hopeless romantic. He was this fucking wild boy. And so was I, but he didn't know deep inside, like, you know, I was a sucker for a good love story and all that. But you know, with shit going on right now, and um, man, just a lot of negative energy. And it's funny, you know, when you match someone else's energy and you match their energy, it's funny how they don't like that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'll catch it and be like, all right, nah, fuck it. It's all good. Here it is, right? But you notice, man, some people will never like you because your spirit irritates their demons. 
And that ain't my problem. That's their motherfucking problem, right? And I also noticed during this last five weeks, you know, when people don't like you, they will ride with anyone who is against you, even if they ain't even fucking cool with them. And that's some bitch shit. Really think about that, right? One of my mentors had a manager. I think he still manages him, right? And there was a point in time where me and him bumped heads. And the thing is, I never intentionally meant to bump heads. I just was very curious. I wanted to come up, trying to figure things out. And my mentor was a really good dude, solid dude, solid family man. I aspired to be, you know, half of what he had done and everything. Really good dude. And um, his manager was kind of weird. Kind of had put me on timeout. I think at the same time he did it because his client was feeling weird about shit. And, and I felt bad about it, right? But it's funny because dude hit me up a few years ago trying to hit me for some business. And he was trying to introduce me to some people that he was doing deals with his guy, this and that. The only thing is like, bro, my deals were actually bigger at a certain point. And that's fine. It's, you know, it's, I'm not hating. Dude got some amazing campaigns, did some amazing, you know, partnerships. But it was like, you know, you think about somebody, right, that you showed respect to, you was cool with. And they didn't really like, you know, reciprocate. And then you turn hot and they want to fuck with you, right? And what, how I am is this. If someone gave me fucked up energy, but I'm rocking with them, I'm not going to make them go through hell and jump through hoops. That's just a waste of time. You know what I mean? That's not how it works, man. You know, if you treat somebody fucked up and you truly feel bad about it, and then, you know, like, there's momentum in energy, right? And sometimes it flows stronger one way. Sometimes it flows stronger the other way. And sometimes it goes into, you know, a 50-50. You guys match it. With me, I think the reason why I have so little of a circle, right, is because I think if I love somebody, you're my boy, you're my bro, you're my dog, you're my fucking wife, whatever the fuck it may be. I should give 100 and you should give 100. Shouldn't be 50 and it shouldn't be 50, right? And if someone's rocking 70, 30, I do feel like at a certain point, I got to turn it around. But sometimes things get lost, things don't go that way, and it becomes very imbalanced. Some people are very happy-go-lucky, they cool, they ain't tripping. But when that person ain't been giving you that type of energy, want to give you energy because you hot now, I'm not the type of person to be like, all right, I'll make this motherfucker go 200% to come fuck back with me. Now, I've been on the other end of that before too, where I realize I haven't given that person the proper respect, the proper time, whatever it is. And at a certain point, it could be family, my brother, someone, you know, I don't have the greatest relationship with my brother. You really got to think about it like, yo, okay, maybe it's time to get out the water right? This just ain't it, you know, because realistically, anyone who wants me to pay back and go through hell for them, nah, man, that's why I wouldn't make anybody do that for me. So I just felt like I don't want to do business with dude. And that was really what it was, you know? And mindset's a big part of this show. So I talk about that, you know, it's just like, that ain't how it works, man. You with your boy, 
for a long time. He's kind of putting you to the side. Motherfucker. You, ain't nobody more busier than a motherfucker don't want to fuck with you. It's like, oh, let me hit you back, man. I got to close the refrigerator door. Oh, let me hit you back, bro. I got to fucking uh, take out these screws out of this garage remote door controller. Like shit like that. Like, come on, man. You know? And then like they realize they've been putting you off and they turn around like, oh shit, that motherfucker got Drake concert tickets. Oh shit. No, he got the plug for some kicks. Oh my God. He's going here and he's got whatever it is. All right, let me be cool. So we'd be like, oh, now you want to be cool. Okay, well, you figure it out right then and there. You want to go back in the past? You want to drop shit? You want to forgive it? You're not, you're ready to forgive? All right, both y'all push on. But one thing for sure is I got no time to wallow in the mire. And that's it. Always loved that line when I heard it in a fucking uh, Tribe Called Quest song. I think that was from Midnight Marauders. It was amazing. But anyways, I did a lot of reflecting this week. Crazy story before we go into a break. I went to go see Cocaine Bear, and we'll talk about that after the break, and um, decided to drive. Just driving from my spot, driving down PCH, Coast Highway, passing through Carlsbad, Encinitas, um, Lucadia, Solano Beach, went through Del Mar, and I was like, God damn, this shit's still going, passing Torrey Pines. This is at nighttime. And it's like, there's nothing to fucking drive by. At the daytime, it would have been a beautiful drive. But at night, it's like weird. It's dark. It's not a whole lot, right? You get to the gas lamp area. There's some buildings here and there. And there's some cool shit. But a bunch of homeless people. It's like when I'm in LA, I could pass through Mulholland. I could even drive down PCH and the lights are still brighter. You could see shit, see the pier. I could drive through downtown. I could drive through Koreatown. I could drive through Silver Lake. There's just cool areas to drive through. San Diego don't really have that at the nighttime, you know? So, you know, I'm driving through and I get to Tijuana. I get to the border. Don't even realize I don't have a passport. And I don't even know. I just think I have so much on my mind. I get stopped. Now I get stopped in TJ. And I don't have a passport. So they send me to secondary, of course. Search my car. Lo and behold, find my gun. Find my gun. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I got a CCW. I'm like one of the 1,500 people in the entire state of California that actually is licensed to carry a gun. They're like, that's cool and everything, buddy. But guess what? You're not in America. You're not in Mexico. You're like in a gray area right here. And guess what? You're trying to enter another country with a firearm. Like, And again, I could have if they didn't search a car or whatever. Boom, who knows? But they did. So, you know, I was detained for a little bit. I think because I was so calm and so chill. And I think I was telling them, yeah, I was going through a really weird time right now. And, you know, I'm just not in a good spot. So, you know, um, all right, just chill over there. They didn't fucking handcuff me, nothing like that. So they ran all this shit, everything. Like, y'all get the fuck out of here. Gave my gun back. And I was on my way. And this was like at almost 1 a.m. And so started driving back to Oceanside. Um, I don't want to wake up Nicolette and piss her off. So, you know, sent her a nice little email. <laughs> I was like, yo, I got in a fucked up situation. Boom. Ended up going to sleep real late that night. Woke up and was like, God damn, bro. Like, the fuck is going on? And it's just been a weird week. And, um... I thought about a lot of things, you know, listen to a lot of R&B, listen to a lot of podcasts, listen to a bunch of shit. It was just a very strange situation that ended up in TJ. And I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. It's not like I was going to go to fucking Hong Kong, right? And for those of you who don't know, Hong Kong is a strip club. But I opened the news up and I see former guest of the BTB podcast, Omi and Hellcat, has been sentenced to five years and some change. And, um, ordered to 
surrender 30 million plus in assets and shit and everything. I'm like, God damn. He had talked about the situation on the podcast. If you want to go back and look for that episode. I don't know, man. Omi, I don't really know what to say, man. Um, You're always been a cool dude, but at the same time, bro, like glad you're keeping a positive mind, but damn, bro, like, I don't know, man. It's just a crazy situation. You know, you, you went up against some big dogs and it didn't work out for you. And I, I really don't know what to say. I, I haven't talked to Omi very much. In fact, I don't know if I even spoke to him even once last year and having this year, but hope you're all right in there, bro. I'm sure you'll be okay, but let's take a break real quick and uh, we'll be right back. And I'm just glad I'm recording guys. All right, let's pay some bills. Try it free for 30 days, which is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription you don't even use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you, so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find a subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of the button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Rocket Money is my favorite app and it saves me so much money in so many ways. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com baller. That's rocketmoney.com slash baller. Rocketmoney.com slash baller. What's up? We're back, man. We are back. And, you know, daylight savings. I never thought I'd be so fucking happy to see daylight savings as being a golf freak now. And um, it's given us an extra hour of sunlight meaning we're going to get some rounds in. I could do some twilight golf and all that shit. And um, with everything that's been going on, I took the longest streak of time. You know, I try to get a round in every week, usually two rounds. I get at least four practices a week. I went heavy. And then Christmas came, came right back, and I was still right in it. Didn't lose my golf muscles, nothing. Boom, was super in it. But then right around early February, I got hit with some bad news and I was just like, fuck, man, and my mom and all that shit going on for the subscribers, you know what I'm talking about. And it was just like, yo, I had not brought my sticks to San Francisco and my golf muscles were just out. I remember a week out, I told Ron Del Barrio, my coach, I was like, look, I think I could still stripe a ball. I don't give a fuck. I got it. That was like seven days in, but then like two weeks had gone by, no round, no nothing. So I was like, look, the WLI is coming up. The Washlord Invitational is coming up. We are 
One, two, three, four, five, six weeks away, guys. Six weeks away to the from the Wash Lord uh, Invitational. And um, once again, if you are not invited, you are not invited press media, you do not have a credential, you are not going to be allowed in. Do not give a fuck. If you are a fake Uber driver, you are a delivery, you are the police, nothing. I got police working the fucking event. You are not getting in, period. It's a private event. It's going to be lit gift bags, all that stuff, catering. I've already talked about it. I'm excited. So I've been training. That's what I'm doing down here in San Diego. And, um, you know, I uh, got around in on Tuesday, went to Torrey Pines, and um, I did well, man. You know, I played from one tee back. So, um, you know, I didn't play the front tees. I didn't play the white tees. I played, you know, almost all the way back. And... I had a, a later tee time, took most of the day, but I got it in, parred the first hole, had a shit ton of bogeys, and then I parred the last hole. And when I parred the last hole, I won't forget, man, I was 147 to the pin, eight iron, little backwind, and it was just a fucking beautiful situation over that lake. And I got so fucking excited that I left my 60 wedge on hole 18. And now I'm really attached to my clubs right now. By the way, you know, I switched to P790s. I've played, what, three or four rounds of them now. These are the ones I think I'm rocking with. I'm going to try to play around with my, my stealths this week, but my 60 wedge is important. That L wedge is fucking huge. The thing is enormous for me, especially from like 50, 60 feet, uh, yards in. I went over to the kingdom. I was like, yo, I need to get fucking a 60 tie toe. And I've been asking, you know, like throughout the whole drive up there, which is only like 25 minutes or something. And Dustin Johnson gave me his 60 wedge. It is modified. It is a prototype. It is fucking amazing. It's a high toe. It's been bent a certain way. It was perfect. Put my shaft on there. Took off the LA golf shot. It just was fucking amazing. This is a legendary thing. Some people would hang it up. Nah, fuck that. I'm using it. So it was awesome. Got to train. Got to play Arrowwood. Had a good round at Arrowwood. Got to play Goat Hill and had probably three of the greatest golf shots I've ever had in my entire history of playing golf, which is very short. Um, but I had hole 13 at Goat Hills, 177 yard par three. Took out my four hybrid. I got rid of my four iron, which I would use my four iron right there. And I hit it 10 feet past the pin. I was with the TaylorMade crew. Then we pull up and I'm the only one who birdied the hole. 10-foot putt is not a joke, especially when it means something for birdie. It's a lot of pressure. Knocked in that 10-foot putt. The sequence of that whole thing was amazing, especially from like hole 10 to that. I had a double bogey on 11, but just had an amazing game. Played good. Been hitting the range every other day and just had a great time. Uh, drove back to LA to shoot uh, par three. Got fucking amazing episodes coming up. Mixing it up. We'll get more pro golfers on, but it's just like, it's the same kind of thing. So, you know, we decided to kind of go outside that. We got Nate Hill from FaZe Clan. We got my coach, Rondell Barrio. It's probably gonna be the best episode in a long time. Just not that there's been amazing episodes, but this is a good one. We got Blake Griffin. Yep, Blake Griffin is gonna be on par three. And um, we got Joe Hayden future Hall of Famer, NFL player, Joe Hayden. Part three is just getting so good. I'm getting the greatest fucking response from it. And it's just been fucking awesome. But, you know, 
after that long absence, you know, it felt weird. I don't want to take that out at all because I got to get really serious about this shit. I got the Masters coming up, heading out to fucking Augusta. I got a lot of shit coming up. We got the US Open, just a bunch of shit. And it's fucking exciting. So before we get into things I've watched and shit like that, I want to talk about the Oscars real quick. You know, it's like, I don't give a fuck about the Oscars. Used to care here and there, whatever. Give no fucks except for the best actor, best actress, director, and best film. Okay. Not to say the rest ain't important. Yes, cinematography, all that bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Okay. So let's talk about it real quick. Look, everything, everywhere, all at once. Didn't even fucking hear about the movie. Never heard of it. Didn't know it was an Asian film, you know, whatever, boom. Didn't fucking watch it. Okay, great. It won best film, right? Best director, Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress, and that was a big deal because she's the first Asian to ever win Best Actress, so salute to Michelle. It's awesome. But the crazy part about this is Kihai Kwan, who played the legendary short round in Indiana Jones, he won Best Supporting Actor. And it's crazy because Harrison Ford, you know, gave the award for Best Film, but Kihai Kwan... It's just random. You know, not many people, again, Forrest Gump, right? I went to high school with Adrian Brody and he won Best Actor for the Piano. And he was a good friend of mine, you know, still cool if I seen him, all good. But I went to elementary school for a year in Monterey Park with Kihai Kwan. So that's just fucking super fucking random. I don't know. Uh, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for The Whale. And I kind of want to watch it. I don't know. It's weird, whatever, boom. But, you know, I don't know. So, I don't know. Best director was from everything. Also, the film. I don't know. I guess I got to watch it. Maybe I will. I don't know. But saw some decent shit. I watched that Jared to catch a monster. Jared from Subway. About him being a pedophile, child predator. And it was really like dark and everything and he's a piece of shit and he's a scumbag and what a fucking weirdo and especially because the kids are London writer's age and shit but it wasn't like like it was cringe but it wasn't like oh my god this is so bad I mean he's just a fucking scumbag so I don't know I got a subscription to ID channel to watch it and eh. I mean it was dark and it was fucked up again but it was like it it wasn't like you know, um, don't fuck with cats or something. It wasn't done well. It's just to catch a predator is so much fucking better than why. I would rather watch. I'd rather watch a whole season of to catch a predator. That shit was whatever. Okay, BMF was finally fucking good. Finally, fucking BMF had a fucking good episode, and it was just funny. That was good. It was. I fucking wish it was longer, and I'm just hoping this next fucking episode. I don't know if it's the finale, but give me, come on, fifty, give us fucking something. Okay, now. The highlight of my at-home entertainment is I finally got to watch the disappearance of MH370, which is the Malaysia flight that disappeared on March 8th or March 9th of 2014. Guys, I invested a, way too much time into that conspiracy, not a conspiracy, but that whole situation, right? There's never been a plane that has just fucking disappeared from the sky, okay? Nine years ago, 239 souls right? It just fucking disappeared. And I was like, dude, I fucking checked up on it every so often. Where the fuck I would send a tweet out. I still want to know what the fuck happened. I mean, and a bunch of people did. They did three hour long episodes. And let me tell you something. I watched all three. In fact, I rewinded some of the shit, 
was fully committed, okay? They said the fucking shit was deliberate. Then there was a consensus that the pilots hijacked the plane, okay? Then there was a conspiracy that maybe that there was fucking high-tech electronics and walkie-talkies and shit coming from the U.S. to fucking jam shit, whatever. And then ideally, most recently, the... Malaysia Airlines staff and everything else and whatever related to Malaysia had finally come together and say that there is no conclusion to anything. Really, bro? It was so fucking frustrating to watch all three episodes get all that information for fucking nothing. All right? No one's probably ever going to fucking find out. I mean, I'm not into conspiracies and I say that a lot because it just drives me crazy, but you know, there's a lot of people involved. There's Australia, there's fucking China, Vietnam, Russia, you know, obviously Malaysia, India. I don't, there's just so many people invested. London, all types of different aviation, this and that. Again, it drove me mad, right? 239 lives, guys. Kids, wives, dads, husbands, moms, grandmas, grandfathers. What the fuck? I watched it over two days. And again, I watched it a one and a half times, almost two times. Because I was kind of trying to just, just figure it like, what? Wait, what? And it was a, a waste of my time. Because there's no conclusion. They interviewed families of members that were lost. Like this one dude had his daughter and his son and his wife on the plane. He was still texting them because, the t- I don't know, it's just crazy. Then he went into pilots just like, fuck, you ever been to Malaysia before? I don't want to say anything bad about a country. It's like, there's bad things to say about Philippines, you know, whatever. And not about, about people. I love Philippines. One of my favorite places to go to. But my wife would tell you, ship just runs different out there. And I'm fucking mad that I fucking invested the fucking four and a half, five hours I did in that show. So it's up to you. Watch it. I don't fucking know. Guys, I went and saw Cocaine Bear Tuesday night or Wednesday night. I forgot in Oceanside. And let me tell you, man, if we ended up doing that meetup on February 24th or 23rd or whatever fucking day it was, look, if we had smoked a bunch of weed and there's a bunch of BTB army and subscribers and shit, I think it'd have been funny. I think we would have been all in a good mood and it was good and it was funny. I didn't think it was going to be a full throwback. I thought, I mean, of course it had to be and they made it look vintage, but there are parts that were funny and there was this, but it was just like, I just think I just wasn't in the mood to watch it. I don't know what it was, but I definitely wait for it to come out on Amazon Prime or whatever streaming site you watch. I don't know. It just wasn't what I thought it'd be. Okay. Again, there was parts that made me laugh and it was definitely fucking over the top and all that other shit, but eh, it is what it is. But driving up and down to San Diego, I started listening to Stephen A. Smith's uh, podcast, No Mercy. That's K-N-O-W, like I know, you know no mercy. And he's spitting game on there, right? He's really, it's a lot like what I do here, just whatever. And it's obviously heavily sports related where this is more mindset business and game and shit. But yo, the audio is so fucking bad. Stephen A. Smith, you make over $8 million a year. I'm sure your podcast does a lot. Yo, how is your audio just going? (laughs) BTB could never ever. The Dust Brothers need to produce Stephen A. Smith's show. This shit is terrible. That shit is just the sound is bad, the way the out, just come on, bro. Anyways, 
Last but not least, I do need to congratulate Geno Smith on $105 million. That's what, 57 some odd million dollars guaranteed. Me and my father-in-law talked about, you know, we thought that, you know, we try to keep it at 25. We can here and there. And I guess had no choice. You know, look, can he get us to the Super Bowl? He, he probably could. You know, I'm the one who believed him before anybody. But one thing, look, it's a blessing. It's amazing that he was able to get that much money after being in the league that long. And if you think about all the money he's made in his career thus far, it's not even close to this. And so I'm happy for him for that. It's just, it takes a lot of money away from, you know, our salary cap and things like that. And I do think we got a great squad. I just think that we do need Jamal Adams back. We do need some key pieces on defense and we need to beefing up that O-line. And if we could do that, we're going to be all right. We had a really good draft year last year. We need to have a great draft class this year. We need to make some moves. And look, I'm looking forward to going to Seattle and getting this shit popping. Okay? And that's it. All right, guys. I didn't think I was going to record an episode this week. But guess what? I did. Who knows what happens next week, guys? We got to take it day by day. I'm sorry. I just want you guys to understand that I appreciate you guys so much. And I thank you guys for sticking by. Thank you, all your subscribers. Um, Instagram subscribers, I've followed up like over half. It's kind of a bitch. If you check your requests, I request you a lot of private pages. And um, we got a cool giveaway. We got a lot of shit coming up. I'm trying to get back in the rhythm. Again, it's tough. I'm focusing on Wash Lord after Wash Lord. You know, I just really just got a lot of shit to um, decide, right? Um, a lot going on with my mom and just things like that. Just family's got to come first. All right. So I appreciate you guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is not your practice life. I will say this. Like I said it last week, you cannot go back in time and change the beginning. But you could start where you are and change the ending. And always know, man, the ending might not be what you thought it was. Still change the ending, y'all. All right. I love y'all. That's my man, Lakey Lake, in the background. We are out of here. I hope to see you guys next Monday, y'all. Peace.